All right, boys and girls, welcome to the Monday, March 7th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Conference basketball tournament time is upon us. March is in full swing. Sit back, relax, and get set as we get you set for tonight's betting card. Welcome one, welcome all. It's the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Joe Fortenball, but you don't care about that. What you do care about is the fact that I'm joined by Aaron Dolan, who's making a serious run at Dan Patrick for most career appearances on SportsCenter. Did you do anything <laughs> but SportsCenter hits this weekend? No, I had some good ones yesterday. I was off Saturday, and by off, you're never really off in sports, it feels like. But right. no, SportsCenter has been fun. And come on, Joe, you got to keep my head small. I got to keep my head small. Can't start off no. a podcast like this. <laughs> no, I say just the opposite. Come out swinging, all gas, no breaks, nothing but pure arrogance. And then when you lose everything, just run for the hills and reschedule who's on tomorrow's pod. Um, all right. So let's start with the association. We got a lot of basketball coming your way tonight. Uh, we're going to do some NBA and then some college because there's an interesting card today. We'll begin with one of the marquee matchups. Philadelphia laying seven and a half, total of 232, hosting the Chicago Bulls. What do you like here? So I'm looking at the Chicago Bulls first quarter plus two and a half right now. The Sixers have really started out slow. They've actually fallen behind by 20 points in three straight games. That was against the Knicks, the Cavs, and last game against the Heat. I know the most recent game against the Heat, they didn't have James Harden and whatnot, but I do want to look at the first quarter spread just because the Sixers have not started out on the right foot. They're not really hot. They kind of take a few quarters, it feels like, to really warm up. The Bulls are averaging 27.5 points in that first quarter, while the Sixers are averaging 28, so they're pretty – Close there, and the Sixers are also 3-7 and seven ATS in the first quarter. In the last 10 home games, they're always a better team on the road for some reason. So I am looking at Chicago first quarter plus 2.5. And, and I also have to note that if you've been riding this trend of Tyrese Maxey over his made threes, you have been cashing out. It's set today at 1.5. You can see it at minus 135 on Caesar Sportsbook right now, but that definitely the juice is going to go up. But he's hit over his made threes prop in five straight games, averaging 3.4 made threes in that stretch. In two games versus Chicago this season, the last meeting on February 6th, he went three for four from the three-point line. But I will mention all the way back in November, which I think is too far, honestly, to go back. He did not hit one three. He only had one attempt. But again, I think that's too far to go back. But just so you know, the Tyrese Maxey uh, over one and a half made threes has been cashing for people. Maxie's been a beast. I was doing radio with a couple guys on Saturday, and the one was trying to tell me Philadelphia now has a big three. And it's like, all right, first of all, pump the brakes on that. He's been yeah. great, <laughs> but we're not just going to assign big three status as of now. Also, the guy who was hyping it was a Kentucky guy. So obviously, it's not okay. much of a surprise a that he loves Tyrese yeah. Maxie, but Maxie has been nasty. Game number mm -hmm. two. Dallas Lang one, total of 217 and a half against Utah. I'm going to get involved here. I'm going to play the under. Two very slow paces when it comes to these teams. Dallas dead last in pace this season. Utah 21st. Two teams that play very good defense. Dallas is sixth in efficiency. Utah is 13th. But what I want to look at is the fact that these two got together just 10 days ago. All right. The total was 216. Now the total is 217 and a half. So you got to ask why. Well, they scored 223 points in that game 10 days ago. But go inside those numbers and look at what happened. Utah shot 54% from the field, which is seven points higher than their season average. They shot 42% from deep, which is six points higher than their season average. Dallas was somewhat similar, 47% from the field, 43% from deep, both above their season averages. What I'm getting at is that it was somewhat of an outlier game. 
in a game with a slower tempo and two good defenses, both teams shot the lights out, especially Utah. I don't see that happening 10 days later when they get together for the rematch. I think there are corrections, one of which is the fact that the total went from 216 up to 217 and a half. I see a little bit of value there. So I'll be going under 217 and a half. Is there anything you like in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the total definitely stands out and the popular play will be the under. I do find it a little bit confusing. And you made great points about that most recent matchup. But they also on Christmas Day, that closing total was 213 and they flew over that. They're averaging 229 and a half total points in the two games that they've played against each other, which doesn't make sense because the Jazz are 26 ranked in pace right now in the last 15 games while Dallas plays at the slowest pace in the league. So for me, I'm just going to stay away from the total altogether because there's a part of me that's like, oh, this should trend over for these reasons and it should trend under for these reasons so i'm going to stay away right. from that i'm going to go with a player prop in this one donovan mitchell over 24 and a half points he scored 33 points in both the matchups against dallas that first one was without luca and i did like this much better when luca was still questionable for this game but some of his player props are posted right now so i assume he's going to play despite dealing with that toe injury but he has hit over 24 and a half points in five of the last seven he hasn't hit it in the last two though he's been not great in the last two games. So I do think we'll see some, you know, positive stuff tonight from Donovan Mitchell just because he'll have to step up. Excellent. Moving along, San Antonio laying two, total of 235 against the scorching hot Lakers who took down the Warriors over the weekend. Maybe the Lakers are back. I'm kidding. They stink. What do you like here? <laughs> okay. So this is so unpopular, this opinion, but I'm going to fade LeBron James. His double-double at no. In the last 10 games, he's averaging 30.6 points. 30.6 points. Sorry, that was a mouthful. And 9.5 rebounds. But he's only had a double-double in four of those last 10 games. Against the Spurs earlier this season, he had 36 points, which is great, but only nine boards in 40 minutes of action. He basically played the entire game. He's only had 18 double-doubles in 46 games played this season. I think people are looking at that last game and being like, LeBron James, baby, he is back. The Lakers never give me a reason to feel confident in them. And I'm going to pay the king on this one. Double, double. No, you can get it at plus 100 right now. Some of the best bets out there are the ones that go against players or teams that are scorching hot. The bookmakers know you're coming. They know you want to bet on it and you get some value going the other way. A perfect example of mm -hmm. that was one of the few winners I had on Friday's show taking Cleveland against Philadelphia. Everybody loved the Sixers. And you know what? Of they course. almost had a chance to cover after being down like 16 in the first quarter. Cleveland, thanks a lot for the heart attack. I didn't need that. But they didn't cover the <laughs> seven and a half because the entire world thought Cleveland was down and Philly was up. But there are opportunities there, and I like where mm -hmm. you're going. Um, final NBA game, <sighs> hold your nose. Miami's a 15-point favorite, total of 224.5 against Houston. I'll take the 15 with Houston, all right? Like I said, hold your nose. I don't think anyone's going to want to back me on this, but hear me out here. Everyone's going to look at the spot for Houston and want to bet against them. Fourth game in six nights, second half of a back-to-back, -back, and they just beat Memphis yesterday. Memphis, of all teams. So everyone's going to think the big letdown's coming. I get it. But look at Miami, all right? They just played a three-game stretch against Chicago, Milwaukee, and Philadelphia. Now, here comes Houston. But after this game, they have a three-game stretch with Phoenix, Cleveland, and Minnesota. Three playoff teams. So you just played three playoff teams. Now you're going to play a nobody. And then you've got three more playoff teams coming. This is a total look-ahead flat spot here, in my mm. opinion. Now, Miami this season, I did a little digging. In games where they are a double-digit favorite, they're 6-0, and straight up. Against the spread, they're 1-5. Wow. and 1-5. They have not laid this many points all season long. 
one in five against the number when a double digit favorite. And the only one they covered was Orlando on October 25th. It was the third game of the season. So obviously everyone's rested and excited. So hold your nose. You might not want to watch it. Just keep up with the app <laughs> and do something else to keep your mind right. But Houston plus 15 against Miami. I'm going to throw two more college plays at you before we say goodbye. The West Coast Conference semifinal tonight. I'm taking Santa Clara plus five and a half against St. Mary's. These two have met twice this season. They've been very close matchups. At St. Mary's, Santa Clara lost by eight in that game. But in the rematch at home, they won by five. And if you look at the point spreads for those two games, the road game, they were catching seven and a half. The home game, they're catching two. Now they're catching five and a half on a neutral where they've been very good. 14, six and two against the number in their last 22 road games. Uh, or neutral site games, excuse me, went in the underdog position. St. Mary's only two and five against the number in their last seven neutral site games. So keep that in mind. You have a great Santa Clara three-point shooting team, fast tempo, elite offense. They've played each other tight all season long. I believe that Santa Clara either wins this game or keeps it really tight. I like the five and a half in my pocket. Sunbelt final, 7 p.m. Eastern. Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns are taking on Georgia State. I'm playing under 132 and a half. They faced each other twice this year. Totals ended 132 and 123, two very low-scoring games. Why? Because both offenses rank outside the top 200 in efficiency. Georgia State, in terms of effective field goal percentage, 345th out of 358 teams. Their offense stinks, but their defense is elite. It's a top 100 unit. Only one of their last 12 games has featured an opponent scoring more than 66 points. Louisiana has held the opposition in the conference tournament play to just 64 points per game over their last three. So a lot of numbers coming your way, but to recap those two picks, give me Santa Clara plus the five and a half over St. Mary's. Give me the under 132 and a half in the Sunbelt final between Lafayette and Georgia State. And that, boys and girls, is a wrap. 10 minutes, maybe a little bit more of the bets you needed as promised. Thanks for checking us out. Lots of action today. Lots of action all week. We're back tonight, Daily Wager, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. She's Aaron Dolan. I'm Joe Fortball. Best of luck tonight. <laughs>